Coming to you from the Center for Social Confidence in Portland, Oregon, welcome to Shrink for the Shy Guy, helping men everywhere go from social anxiety to social domination, with your host, Dr. Aziz. Welcome to today's episode of Shrink for the Shy Guy. I'm Dr. Aziz, and I am excited. I know I probably say I'm excited a lot on this show. It's because I am, because I love talking to you guys. I'm especially excited today because today is a very special day. We're going to be having, we're celebrating the release of a new version of my book, The Solution to Social Anxiety. It's the expanded 2015 business edition with huge amounts of, there's a bunch of chapters added at the end of the book, all about business, how to show it more confidently in a variety of different situations, whether it's speaking up in meetings, interviews, sales conversations, talking with employers, talking with people that you're managing, how to be more confident in creating your own business, a bunch of different areas of your work and professional life. In addition to all the great stuff about your social life and how to overcome the fears that you face in a variety of different situations. So I'm especially excited because that is just coming out. And as a promotion for the book coming out, you can get it today. That's today only. We're talking... August 12th, Wednesday, August 12th. So you have to be listening to this today, the day it's released, this podcast, is the day that you can get the book for 99 cents. The first 200 people to get the book get it for 99 cents. So, I mean, it's basically free. And what I'm going to encourage you to do is to go get your copy right now. You can go to socialanxietysolution.com. That's socialanxietysolution.com. Or below on at Shrink for the Shy Guy, we'll have a link to it. Either way, you can get to Amazon and get yourself a Kindle version for 99 cents. And that would be awesome because you'd be supporting me. We're going to be trying to make this sucker a bestseller in the self-help category, whichever category we're in. And we really want to reach a lot of people with this one. So 99 cents is a great way to do that. It's a great way to help me out and help me reach a lot of other people because there are millions of people right now who are stuck where I was stuck and where you might have been stuck many years ago or maybe where you're stuck right now. And that's okay because there is a way out and I want to help you. And that book is a part of helping people do that. And that's my purpose. That's my mission, which you'll hear a lot more about in my upcoming interview with uh, my expert today. We talk a lot about creativity and purpose and mission. So go to socialanxietysolution.com to get yourself a 99 cent copy. And here's the best part. I am going to reward as a little raffle here. When you get yourself that book for just 99 cents right now, you can send me, email me a copy of your receipt of getting the book. You can email it to draziz at socialconfidencecenter.com or support at socialconfidencecenter.com, either one. Email your receipt there and we're going to raffle two people to win a copy of the Complete Confidence Unleashed System, the program that we just had the launch for, uh, which is no longer available right now. It was available during the pre-release. Now it's no one can get it for a little while. And when it comes out, it's going to be $997 or more. But $997 is probably what we're going to release it at. So you can get yourself a copy of that program for free if you win the raffle. So just go to socialanxietysolution.com you know, go to Amazon, get yourself a copy of that book and for 99 cents and then send us the receipt 
and you could win a copy of that full program. So it's a win-win-win. It's an awesome way to help me out and help yourself out because there's some great stuff in that book. Even if you have a copy of the original version, you're going to want to get the new version because it's about a third new stuff in that book. It's pretty uh, heavily expanded edition. So I would love to uh, see you inside of that book and love to hear about your experience with it. And uh, we'll mention it again towards the end of the show. But what I'd like to get into today is going to be about the confidence to be creative, the confidence to put yourself out there at a high level, no matter what your creativity is. And we're going to really expand your definition of creativity and talk about the confidence and courage to put yourself out there. And there's no better person to talk to about that than a dear friend of mine who is also happens to be an amazing editor, writer. He helps people produce books in 10 hours a weekend. I mean, it's pretty amazing what he's doing. So we're going to dive into my guest expert interview with Ben right now. Expert interview. My guest expert today is Ben Clemenzi Allen. And Ben, also known as The Professor, is an incredibly inspiring uh, person that I've had the privilege and honor of knowing for, for many years and is actually a good friend of mine. And some of you who've been in my world actually might have met Ben or learned from Ben because Ben is one confident mofo and he has helped people that have been in my world to break out of their own fear, self-doubt, shyness. He's helped take guys out during my weekends to uh, face some of their fears and meet women, start conversations. So Ben has a huge wealth of information in that area and his confidence transformation is very inspiring. And he also is an incredibly well-written, well-studied guy. He um, turned his life around at a young age and got into education and just tore through that. He got a Gates scholarship to go to University of Cambridge overseas and a bunch of other studying he's done as a master's, um, taught English and writing, and worked as a professor talking in front of large groups for many years. And now one of the primary things he does is help people break free of their own doubts and fears to be able to write books. And there's many sides of that. So I'm excited to learn from Ben about this. We're going to focus a lot on creativity and how to unleash your career. You know, whether you want to write a book or not, it's not about necessarily that. It, you, I mean, creativity shows up in every area of life. And of course, if you want to write a book, Ben helps people do that incredibly quickly, really inspires them and helps them with the technical side of that too. So it is an honor to have you on the show, Ben. Great. Wow. Thank you so much for the introduction. It's, it's uh, exciting to be here. I've heard so much about the, uh, the podcast and, and knowing, knowing you and who you are and the work you've done. It's a, it's a privilege to be able to, to reach out to your, to your well-deserved audience. Thanks, man. Yeah. And so um, I'm sure some people are wondering is like, wait, so does this guy, you know, does he help people with confidence or does he help people with books? And, and my answer would probably be both, but maybe um, just so people get a sense of you, um, were you an all, always a pretty confident guy or did you yeah. have your own journey with that? Just so people can kind of know, sure. you know, how you got to where you are. Yeah. Great question, man. I, I, I love that actually. And, and today actually I just um, uh, posted uh, something on, on Facebook about, uh, well, it, <clears throat> let me just start from the beginning. I guess the easiest thing to say is that I was not at all a confident person when I was uh, in my teens and even up until my mid twenties, I was painfully shy I mean, even simple things like eye contact and uh, speaking up in groups and, and making friends and 
um, really just even speaking my mind and, and asserting what I believed in was an incredibly difficult thing for me to do uh, because of my fears of other people's opinions. Now, where it came from, uh, I don't know exactly if that, if that even matters, um, but it's something that I had with me for many years and until my mid-twenties, so this was even while I was in college, my mid-twenties, I, um, I just had enough and I decided that I really needed to address it. So I began to, to push myself. I had read some books about ways to overcome uh, social fears and ways to get out of yourself and like develop your social circle. And what I ended up doing was literally just finding my edge, that place that felt, that felt, uh, that, that elicited in me a state of discomfort and a state of anxiety. And I would just push right into that. <laughs> so, you know, I just, I distinctly remember going through periods in my life where I would go out of my way to like ask a stranger a question about something or to approach a woman that I found attractive or to assert myself in a group of people and, uh, and just really doing that as a way to overcome this sort of internal barrier. Uh, and the easiest thing to say about that is that I always knew that I had greater potential and this really ties into the same things with creativity. I always knew I had more in me and I felt inhibited by those fears. And those, and that, and that inhibition was what I wanted to come up against because I felt like it was blocking me from growing. And so, really, the arc of my story is just coming up against that and continually trying to to, to burst out. Um, and that's how I met you was through that kind of stuff, attempting to learn to be more authentic and more powerful. Yeah, and you know what you said there was so interesting. Is um, I knew I had more potential, but I was there's inhibitions that were holding me back. And my sense is that's probably true for almost everybody. Like almost yeah. everyone has more potential. And uh, what do you think is going on there? Why, why? Maybe in your case, but we can maybe generalize to other people too. Why do you think it is that so many, you know, what is this inhibition and this fear that stops us from uh, reaching our potential? Uh, that's a great question. I, I just want to echo before I sort of answer that, um, echo this idea that, uh, people do have that feeling inside of them that there's more. They have a feeling, a longing to grow. I think many people do. And, and many people often um, translate that longing for more into behaviors and activities that aren't particularly constructive because they're afraid to come up against that edge. And I understand that. I mean, I think guys like you and I know that. We've, we've felt that edge. And, and for whatever reason, we were the lucky guys who, who decided to really take action on that. But a lot of people, I think, desire to, to grow. And, and, and I think people listening to this right now, and, and I've seen it because I've taught thousands of students by now, um, that any student, even in a class, even in a class that they don't want to be in, they're in college for a reason. They're there with the hope that there's going to be a better future. right? Almost everybody has that on some level. So what holds them back from that? It's a lot of the stuff that you talk about. It's a lot of stuff that I find uh, talked about in, in, in psychology and in different like neuro-linguistic programming, stuff like that. It's internal talk. It's internal beliefs. It's attitudes we have about ourselves, ways we see ourselves, um, what uh, Maxwell Maltz calls the, uh, the, the self-image. You know, how do we perceive ourselves and our own ca capabilities? And then what are we listening to, right? So if a student wants to like, write a paper, but they get writer's block and they freeze up, not that many students want to write papers all the time, but let's say you have a student who does want to write a paper and they freeze up. Often the reason why they freeze up is because they're too anxious 
Um, and, and the reason why they're anxious is because they're thinking about failure. So when they're focused on something like that, it's really hard for them to achieve. It's really hard for them to grow. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And so that, again, and this is where it starts to get into creativity, is is a lot of people might not um, live out their creative potential or, or any potential out of that fear of failing. And, That's and, right. there's, and there's a focus on that failure. It's not like, look at all the things that might happen. It might be amazing. And, and all it's, it's, more, it's more just like front and center. Oh, my God, there's me going down in flames and everyone pointing and laughing. And, <laughs> and, and it's just horrible. So yeah. uh, what's up with that? Like yeah. uh, from, from your research and studies, why do you think that that uh, is such a focus for almost everyone before they start an endeavor? Yeah, man, uh, it's a great question. I, you know, the way that I describe it to myself and to my friends and any of the clients that I work with, it's often, I believe that it's just something that's meant to be self-protective. Like the, the imagination has these amazing capacities. It's sort of what helped us evolve. It allows us to anticipate future outcomes, um, remember things in the past, of course, as well, but to really be able to anticipate future outcomes, either ideal or potentially painful. It seems like people are kind of hardwired to look at what's painful so that they can avoid that. So it's a lot of what they call pain aversion, right? Or, 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 or pain motive, like they're, they're driven away from, it's away from motivation. They're driven away from pain versus thinking about what feels really great. Um, I think it serves a sort of biological um, thing that, that's just meant to protect, that the mind is, is, its impulse is to protect the being and the consciousness and the ego. Um, and people have a fear of that. They think that damage or failure, well, first of all, they use the phrase failure, but they think something like failure is uh, permanent mm. or they think that failure is, uh, is, is irreparable and, um, like you said, humiliating, like they'll be ostracized and then, therefore, they'll fall apart and die, you know? And none of that stuff is really true, I think, when you really try it, when you get out there and, and see what, what's on the other side of, uh, of what people call failure. We're going to pause here and take a quick break and then get back into that interview with Ben. While on the break, you can always go to socialanxietysolution.com and get yourself a copy of the new expanded edition of The Solution of Social Anxiety for just 99 cents on Kindle. That is basically free. It's an amazing opportunity. We're going to try to get as many people as we can to get that today. And the first 200 people, it's just 99 cents. And if you send us your receipt, to support at socialconfidencecenter.com of the book that you got, the 99 cent one, then you'll be entered into a raffle to win a free copy of The Confidence Unleashed, the complete comprehensive confidence system that I have that normally goes for 9.97. So awesome opportunity there. Go ahead and do that now during the break. And we'll be jumping right back into our conversation with Ben right after this. Have you heard about Dr. Aziz's VIP weekend? You get to spend the entire weekend working directly with Dr. Aziz to overcome your fears, maximize your social power and confidence, and return home on fire. During the weekend, you will work face-to-face -face in the office and go out into the real world to immediately apply what you're learning. This program is only for a rare few, and space is limited for 2015. Go to socialconfidencecenter.com forward slash coaching to find out how to apply now. Well, the interesting thing ab about this focus on on failure is also I think we um, people turn it into who they are as opposed to just something that happened. So if I try something and it didn't go the way I wanted it to, 
which is really what failure is, right? It's the outcome that we didn't want. Then I am a failure. And this says something about me and what I'm capable of and what will forever more be so. Yeah. Yeah. A state of permanence yeah. or a state of like an internalizing it. Right. I, th- I think one of the greatest um, perspective shifts that, that, I, that I've had was uh, given to me by a teacher of mine a while back. And it's just a simple phrase that uh, changed my whole attitude around failure. And he used the phrase that was, um, there's no such thing as failure. It's all just feedback, which kind of gives this attitude that's like you can do almost anything as an experiment. You know, within reason, of course, and as long as you're not injuring other people, you can do almost anything as an experiment and then sort of calculate the results and then think about, well, what happened? Okay, maybe my timing was wrong. Maybe my system was wrong. Maybe my strategy was wrong. Maybe whatever. I mean, you know, it depends on your circumstance, right? And, and creativity and, and, and social confidence I think there's a lot that they there's a lot of overlap there but let's say somebody wants to like create a business or that they want to develop a richer group of friends or uh, they want to run a marathon or even diet all of those things take confidence and creativity and if somebody is so failure adverse and so afraid of failure that they won't even at least experiment with some strategy or some attempt at one of those things they'll never get any of it Right, so that that's even worse. I mean, then their self-identity really starts to take on this this view of being a, of, of being a failure because they don't even try. Right, so then it sort of repeats itself. And I think it's it's better to actually try and then not have it go well. Yeah, because um, then you have an identity of a mover, of somebody who's experimenting, of somebody who's out there shifting. Yeah, and that's honestly the biggest shift that I'm trying to get people to make. I mean or at least maybe the first shift that I'm trying to help people with in whatever form, whether it's this podcast or a program or coaching or a group. I mean, it's getting into some sort of action and testing out what happens because it's all so terrifying and unmanageable when we haven't done it. And it's just our mind, you know, our imagination creating those things. And honestly, I think that's probably what keeps most people back. So let's, let's bring it to creativity. Um, and, maybe writing a book, for example, is just what you help people with, and any other form of creative expression, uh, singing, poetry, a business is a form of you know creation as well, right? All of that stuff. Yeah. And those are so many things that I bet everyone listening right now, there's one thing that if they wanted to be more creative in an artistic way, in a financial way, in an interpersonal way, they can think of it right now, and there's something that's getting in the way that's stopping. And let's take books, for example, because I think that's a great one. What, what do you think, what is it that stops people? Why, why do people seek you to work out? Why haven't they written a book yeah. already? What stops that's, people from being creative? That's, that's great. That's a really great question. And I wonder, I'd actually like to, to dig in with you a little bit into this answer, because with a book, I know what it is. And I think, I wonder if it's the same thing with these other areas, like a business or, 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 writing, um, or writing a novel or, or well, I guess it's a book, but um, any kind of creative endeavor, right? Uh, or even just making new friends or something. I think that with the book, and then I'm wondering if you think this is true for other things as well, with the book, people have this thing that's like, well, I, I can't do it. it I, I don't have it in me. I'm not capable of it. And if I do do it and people see me fail, Right, then it's all going to go bad. But internally, it's like there's this idea that they don't, they're, they're afraid that they're not good enough somehow. Or that, um, yeah, and then, they, and then that I think is the root of it. And then they attach 
that fear to various smaller things like, oh, well, I don't know how to organize it, and then they dismiss it. Or, oh, I don't know who my audience will be, and then they dismiss it. So the, the real fear behind the fears, behind the little things, is that they worry that they're not good enough somehow. There's this strange story they're telling themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and because they're not good enough, it, the result will be that they're going to not succeed at writing it or writing a good one. And then the, what you mentioned there was that there's like a negative social, like people are going to judge, see that and judge them. Yes. Is yeah, that, exactly. Does that, cause that seems, that seems like an important part. Like if we, I think people fail at stuff all the time in a vacuum without telling anyone about it. <laughs> and it's not so bad. Like today is the day that I'm going to, uh, I was just speaking with a client recently and he like thought to himself on Saturday, like, Next week, I'm going to join the gym, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, all week long. And, um, you know, Monday rolled around, and uh, he had a big meeting that day, so didn't go to the gym. And I am willing to bet that he made that little commitment and failed to himself dozens, if not hundreds of times in his life. Yeah. And no one knew. And, I mean, I'm sure it kind of eroded his own self-trust over time, but it wasn't like this huge catastrophic thing. There's something about the public... Yeah, people knowing about it that we're really scared of. For some yes, reason. yeah, and, and that is that is acutely um, painful, I think, or or at least uh, uh, intense. It's acutely intense for people who are thinking about writing a book because a book is is literally putting your voice and your name out into the world. So people often, I think, drift off into those fears about that kind of public shame um, when they're thinking about writing a book because a book is going to be read by somebody for it to be good. Like you can go to the gym and people can even see you at the gym, but at the end of the day, that's theoretically a small population. And for somebody who wants to write a book, often they want to reach hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people. Um, and that is uh, something that I think can, can make people feel, here's the interesting thing though, right? Because there's a fear around that, people feel very motivated to also do it. It's so strange because people will feel, because they know that they would be overcoming something enormous. Mm. You know, most of the people I work with are very ambitious uh, and very successful in many areas of their life. And they still have this one hurdle. You know, they've, they've secretly, like I had a, a client um, a while back, about six months ago, and she'd been struggling to write a book for 12 years. Um, and she really, really, really wanted to. And she was just so jammed up. Uh, and she and I got together and, and I did a bunch of coaching with her. And we found out really what was behind it all. And, yeah, it was these these various fears about being about being heard and, and seen and, and worried that that her voice that she didn't earn that she wasn't entitled to be public like that. Mm. But anyways, we ended up working together and working on those things. And then one of the processes I bring somebody through is getting them to write a book in in, t- in ten hours, and or under ten hours, we'll get eighty percent of the manuscript. And so we did that. Um, and it's interesting because when she was done, she felt like she'd overcome something so enormous. But at the same time, she was so ready for the next big challenge. Mm. So a book is like this fascinating thing where people feel like it's calling them to grow so much bigger. Um, and those who make it, those who do it, are ones who are ready to step up uh, and ready to, to, to face that big public fear. Yeah, I, I mean, I love that story, and it it makes me think of so many things. I just got an email um, maybe a day or two ago from a musician who was saying, "I, you know, I don't, I 
basically choke on stage. I, he said I have a, an introvert personality that makes me perform poorly on stage. So I had to call that out in the email because I was like, well, <laughs> it's not introversion that's, that's making you have a hard time performing. It's anxiety. It's fear yeah, yeah. and all this inner game stuff because uh, I tend to be more introverted I know, and a lot of people, a lot of amazing musicians, writers, speakers, performers are introverted in their personal life, and they can still just crush it in performing. So those two aren't connected. But musicians, um, authors, writers, speakers, people who want to put their, their art, anything out there, there's a lot of fear around that and a lot of fear of the public rejection. It's, uh, it's interesting because it's like, okay, talking to one person, talking to one woman – is scary. Talking to a group of people or several women is scarier. Yeah, yeah. Talking to a group of 50 people or writing a book to reach 100,000 or 500,000 right. people is, it freaks us out on some level. Yeah. And it all, it, <laughs> and the funniest thing about it is, you know, I have a book out there and at the end of the day, all that it really is, is like you look through a review and there's someone in there that says, you're trash, you know? <laughs> it's not this, like, throngs of people, uh, you know, Game of Thrones style when they're publicly shaming Cersei as she walks from the... <laughs> Dude, spoiler alert. You got to give them the spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Uh, season five or whatever that was. Um, you know, she's walking from the uh, Sept back to the Red Keep and the whole city... Yeah, the shame parade. The shame parade. Thousands yeah. of people, you know, yeah. throwing stuff at her until her feet are blood. You know, it's not that. It's just some dude that you read that says, one star, I think you're an idiot. <laughs> you know, that's like the worst that, that it's going to be. And yet it's yeah. so terrifying. It's funny. Right. Yeah, no, that's great. I would, yeah, I was, I was going to ask you about your experience with the book because I know you have one out and you also have another one coming out uh, with, my, with my publishing house, which is fantastic. And uh, I was wondering, yeah, what, your, what are your thoughts? When you think about the audience, and you talked about the, the rejection side, but what about when you're thinking about your audience just in general? How, like maybe before you even wrote that first book, what were you thinking about um, when, you were, when you were about ready to, when you, oh, even before, when you, when you sat down to write it or, or as you were beginning that process, how were you perceiving um, the impact of the book? How are you perceiving it, its reception? That brings us to the end of our interview and the end of the time that we have together today. We're going to be diving into the rest of that interview with Ben next week, where we're going to get into some really powerful stuff around your job and how it's your job to be creative and really just blasting through any of those remaining fears that stop you from just putting yourself out there at a high level in, in any way that, that creativity speaks to you. And as we get to the end of our episode today... Let's dive into your action step. Time for action. Your action step is to figure out where would you be most creative? Like where do you, where is your creativity currently being slowed down, stopped, stuck, prevented, blocked? from fully unleashing, fully coming out at the highest level. Where is that for you? Where, where is it? Maybe it's something you used to do and love. I remember I had a client who used to love to write uh, scripts for movies. One day, he had a dream of one day getting one of his scripts picked up in Hollywood. And when we started working together, he hadn't done that in years. And then he started doing it again. And man, he just came alive. So what is that for you? 
It doesn't have to be something that's deemed productive or is going to make you a lot of money right away. It could just be something small, something simple. Maybe you like to paint. Maybe you like to sing when you're in the shower. I don't know what it is, but you know what it is. So your action step is to find what that thing is and then start doing it. Start doing it a little bit every day or a couple times a week at whatever level you can. Awesome. So go ahead and do that for this week. And before we end today, now is the time to go get yourself a copy of The Solution to Social Anxiety Expanded 2015 Business Edition for just 99 cents on Kindle. You can go to socialanxietysolution.com and there'll be a link right there to get yourself a copy of that book. And we're going to raffle uh, a copy, uh, two copies of Confidence Unleashed, which is uh, my gift to those of you who are you know, supporting me. But here's the thing. This is not really about supporting me. This is about supporting everyone out there who is struggling or stuck with social anxiety because I'm not going to make any that much money on the uh, this 99 cent thing. This is about getting the word out there and this is about helping you know get this book to be a bestseller, which then will help me reach more people. And that's my mission. And I don't know if we touched on it in today's part of the interview. It might come in the next part of the interview, but I talk about why I'm doing what I'm doing and how my, my purpose in this is to reach those people that need my help because that's on some level what I'm here to do. I can't quite fully explain it or, or understand it, but that's just, I know that to be true. And so you're going to be helping me help thousands of people. And hopefully one day we can reach millions of people together and really make a dent in the social anxiety thing. So, so many people aren't struggling and feeling lonely and feeling stuck with it. So that's my, uh, that's my mission for all of us. And you can support me in that by going to solution, uh, here, socialanxietysolution.com and getting yourself a copy of that book. And I obviously, if you want to leave a review too, that would be awesome. And thank you so much for your support. And next week, we're going to get back into the rest of that interview with Ben, which is awesome. And you're not going to miss that. So stay tuned for that. And until we speak again, may you have the courage to be who you are and to know on a deep level that you're awesome. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Shrink for the Shy Guy with Dr. Aziz. If you know anyone who can benefit from what you've just heard, please let them know and send them a link to shrinkfortheshyguy.com. For free blogs, ebooks, and training videos related to overcoming shyness and increasing confidence, go to socialconfidencecenter.com.